Welcome to our weekly Wednesday night shear. Um, those on Skype, let me know if there's any kind of interference because there's a little fan blowing here. I don't know if it's interfering your sound. You clear? Okay. Tonight's shear is the Lunishmas Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Marachai, Yardside Yerbez Sivan, Shamashav and Aliyah. Should be a good to better for the whole family. Whoops. I know that's something wrong place. Um, take the phone from here, please. Tonight, Yudbei 7, as we said. Yudbei 7 is the last of the days of Tashlumim. Very strange twist. But Halacha has a very beautiful way of doing that. Very um, profound way of doing this. Yudbei Sivan, until Yudbei Sivan, from Meshkhedi Sivan to Yudbei Sivan, we don't say Tachnin. We don't say Tachnin because it's called Yudbei Zimei Tashlumin. What transpired here? What happened was that Shavuot is only one day, technically, and that's so. And therefore, all Yidin would come to be Eilerego. They would come to be Eilerego to the Besamikdash. They'd come to the temple three times a year. Face of Shavuot and Sukkot. So when they'd come to be other regular, they'd bring their kabbalas, they'd bring the sacrifices they had to bring. However, on Pesach there were several days, and Sukkot is several days. Shavuot is only one single solitary day, and they couldn't manage to bring all the kabbalas. So all the kabbalas were allowed to be brought until you'd base the chaydish, which is called the days of tashlumim, of compensation to make up, and therefore. We don't say Tachnun until this day, till the 12th, including the 12th, because these are days the Karbanis were brought. So, in essence, it's a very, very strong display of Achtos, of unity. Unity among Chal Yisrael. Whereas nobody's saying Takhtun because everybody is still waiting for everyone to finish with their Kabbalas. However, this week we have a little problem here. And this problem is going to persevere until Pasha's Chuk is Bullock. On last Shabbos was in Chutzlar, it's the second day of Shavuos. Whereas in Eretz Yisrael, there's only one day Shavuos. So last Shabbos was Shabbos Pashas Nosoi. This Shabbos, in Chutz Lanetz, we're going to read Pashas Nosoi. And in Eretz Yisrael, they're going to read Baha'u'llah So we have a Pirud, in essence, 
a separation. It's very hard to outscream you in the. We have a pirud amongst Kal Yisrael, where half, where the most of Kal Yisrael, Chutzlar Etzniks, are going to be reading Pashas Nasei, and Eretz Yisrael going to be reading Pashas Bahal Yisrael. Now, what one would do, which would make the most sense when one's talking about the Parshas, one would look, of course, for a connection, since in Chutzlar they'll be learning one thing and then Yisrael learning something else, but we don't want this Pirud Chasashon to be so severe. So one would therefore look for a connection between Nosei and Baal And we have a very simple connection between Nosei and Baal And that's the Kriya for the days of Hanukkah. When we read on Hanukkah, every day we read another portion of the Teda. There's a Tzifetetus taken out every day in the days of Hanukkah. And we read from the Nesim each day a different Nasi in order to compensate for enough Elias they read second Nasi and they go and start from that one the next day however there were 12 Nasiim if there are 12 Nasiim and there's only 8 days Hanukkah who loses out so the simple solution that the Chachamim found is on the eighth day we lay straight to the end. But not to the last Nasi only, we lay until the end of Pasha's Nasi. And then a very interesting thing is done. We continue reading. We go choo-choo into Baha'u'llah And we read the first several psukim of Baha'u'llah is the kindling of the of Arnakayan lighting the Meneda. What is the connection? Why would we connect actually the Kriya of Nasa and Bahalaiska in this such a way? So as we said, Nasa is reading each one of the Nasim, how they sacrificed, how they brought up for the for the Dedication of the Beis Hamikdash. One nasi that was not represented was the nasi for Shevet Levi. The nasi for Shevet Levi was Arna Koyin. So the question, of course, stands, stands to ask. Why am I different? Why am I worse? Why should we not be represented? And therefore, although all the sacrifices were brought by the Kahanim, the dedication, the part of dedication that the Kahanim were enriched with, enhanced with, or blessed with, was the lighting of the Menorah, the kindling of the Menorah. And therefore, the Taylor, in essence, continues into that parsha to say also Shevet Levi was being represented by Aaron lighting the Menorah. So therefore, although we are reading different parshas, in Eretz Yisrael they're going to read Baha'u'llah, and in Chutzlar is going to read Nasai, 
we find a very open connection between Nasa and Baal that bridges the two Pashias together. This separation is going to go on for several weeks, as we said, until we get to Chukas and Bolok. In Chutzlaras, they're going to read that week Chukas Bolok together, and that's a show that only going to read Bolok. And then the following week, we'll be able to go to Kerach together. What a sad state to go to Kerach together. Anyway, um, what it looks like so now back to what we are discussing the Yud Beis Yimei Tashlumim the 12 days of Tashlumim of making up the days that the Karbanas needed to be brought and thereby solidifying or actually finalizing being Mashlim as it's called fulfilling really the proper translation, the Yom Tov of Shavuiz on Yudbeiz Dachidish. Many different occasions, aside from only a yard site on Yudbeiz Sivan, Salangi Gezun Tefei anniversaries, etc. We'd like to wish and extend the happy anniversary to our couple that we have that are married in Yudbeiz Sivan, Shavlangi Gezun Tefei Lechiyarin, Be'atzmatzliach and Deshlichus, Switzerland and all the other blessings that come about on these weeks let us return our focus to Pasha's Nasser I just missed the bracha because we had some thunder and lightning outside and I didn't see it or hear it anyway Pashas Nosoi begins with Nosoi as Reish B'nei Yisrael. Pashas Nosoi is always the first Shabbos after Shavuos. In essence, Pashas Nosoi was the first Shabbos that he didn't kept. It was the first time they kept Shabbos. So therefore, it's been, since it's the first Shabbos after Shavuos, we have in it, within the Pasha itself, hints to teach us how a person needs to conduct oneself in these days. In the beginning of the Pasha, the Pasha says, No soy raise up your head. And the Pasha finishes, When Moshe comes to the Ayalmayed, to God to speak to him, and he heard the voice, speaking to him from within the Kapitas. These two Psukim, Nasa Yisraish and Vayishma Yisrael, are very integral lessons and very strong hints to how to serve God, especially after Matan Teda, the receiving of the Teda. Now, 
the ideas we spoke last week of Matan of Maimed Har Sinai, was that the Al Yainim and the Takhtainim, those of above and those of below, spiritually and in holiness, came to a happy median. HaKadosh Baruch Hu came down unto the world, Vayered Hashem Har Sinai, and Moshe Rabbeinu, as a representative of the Yidin, Vayal Moshe, Moshe went up into Shemayim. But while the Yidin was standing at Har Sinai, they felt a tremendous, tremendous revelation from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And as his descent here below. More than the representation of the Yidin, the Maila, above in heaven. And therefore, after Matanteda, begins the Aveda of the person to raise themselves, to elevate themselves from the Mata to the Maila. Now that we broke the barrier, we broke the Gazeta. It's not sufficient, it cannot be sufficient for the Kedusha of above just to light up from above to here below. For if the person on his own right does not elevate themselves, there is no true connection between Al-Yenim and Takhtenim. This full connection can only come about and can only happen when the Odomatachta, the person here below, in his according to his capacity of his mind and the strength of going into the concept of Ayumayid to hearing the voice of God. So Nasa Yisraj tells us, lift up your heads, Tsugizund. Lift up your heads. This awakens within us the necessity to elevate ourselves. The Reishay shall call Adam the head of every person. To raise it up from the nature of his creation. To rise up, which since the head finds itself above all the body parts. And therefore this shows itself. The, the elevation of his seichel, of the head. On the emotions and the feelings and the physical, natural, that take place in the regular parts of the body. But still in all. The Tera commands us, Nosei es roish. Not Nosei es goof. It doesn't say elevate your whole body, it says elevate your head. We need to lift up the head to make sure that it goes up higher and higher in Kedusha. Thank you. Hi.
the lesson that we learn from this it is obligatory of each and every Jew to elevate his seichel all the kachas of his nefesh physically and to stand them up and to set them up in the situation where they serve God properly whilst at Matantera the person stood with total nullification as they were revealed the greatness of the essence of God now it is upon us incumbent upon us to elevate our kachis and to bind them totally service of God with raising up our head and through this we can ultimately fulfill the mission of bonding the Elyanim with the Tachtanim. We see that at the end of the Pasha, it's speaking to him, this is the situation with a person according to the way he attaches himself with God. And this concept happens with each and every person at all times. The soul of every Jew finds itself in the Mishkan Lashem. And there at that point, being in the Mishkan Hashem, it's possible for the Jew to literally hear God. To hear God's voice. For each and every Jew has within themselves a spark of Meshach Rabbeinu. So therefore every Jew can achieve the level of Ayol Mayid. And to hear the Kerel Midabar love, The voice of God speaking to him. We don't obviously hear the voice of God with physical ears. But the Nishama therefore hears it. Here's Kail Hashem. And this very voice that was said by Matan Teda is the Kail of HaKadosh Baruch Hu taking us into the Mishkan Eidos. For after the destruction, HaKadosh Baruch Hu enclosed himself within the Halachas of Teda. So by strengthening one's Limud HaTeda, one merits to the Gili of the Kail Hashem and literally Vaidabre Love. What happened over there though? Maisha comes into the Yomayid and it says, Medaber Elov spoke to him special. So Rashi asks, Yochel I would think perhaps, Kerl Nomuch, it was a soft voice. Talmud Leimer has Hakoyel the voice. What's Hakoyel? the same voice that was uh, spoken to him on Sinai. But when the voice got to the doorway of the Elmeid, Nifsak, it stopped. What a phenomenon. We know, we spoke about Matantera last week, the voice penetrated and went throughout the world to an extent that there was no basketball, there was no echo. It literally traveled throughout the world. And this very same voice was used here, and it stayed within the confines of the Eilmaid. Why? What is the necessity 
for such an amazing miracle. When the voice came to the Yomayid, it was not heard anymore. What would be so wrong if we went out of the Yomayid? Welcome Atlanta. What would be so wrong if it went out of the Yomayid, the voice? Perhaps we could say that Rashi is answering this very wording. This is the same voice that said that was spoken in Sinai. Because the voice that was meant that was talking in Sinai, we see after Matantera, once there was Mashaycha Yevel, it didn't happen anymore. As Rashi explains over there, Rashi in Pashas Yisrael, Perik Yutes, Pasuk Yud Gimel tells us that what does it mean we say that it went until this point and stopped. Why? The reason is because after Matanteda, the voice, the Kilgodl of HaKadosh Baruch Hu had stopped. For if it would have continued, there would be no Bechira Chavshis. There would be no freedom of choice. person would have no other choice but to do God's words. Are you hearing God telling you, Anoichi Hashem Alekecha? That it's clear, it's sure, a surefire thing that there's no place for sin. There's no place to go against that, God forbid. And to go against anything different. More so, in Medish Tanchum it's brought down, the reason and the concept as to why the, the world was created by God is to cause that there should be a a dwelling place for God here below. Which means to say, in the Tachtoin, in this below that we are in, in which we don't see any revelation of godliness, there too the Jews should see to affect through their Aveda and to bring there the light of Kedusha. Therefore, the voice of HaKadosh Baruch Hu stops after Matan Tera, so that we can fulfill our mission in completing and, full, and the reason as to why the world was created. To reveal the light of the Shekinah, also in a place that there is no voice, that Koyloi does not reach, and the Buddha Yishad HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Only the physical human being, through his Aveda, reveals there the light of Kedusha. And this also we see in the Indian of the Kail. The Kail of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that Meshav is the only one to hear. The Kail that spoke to him in Sinai, where we heard two of the Aseris Hadibris, for if this Kail would have been Mamshik and been heard outside of the Eil, I would have reached to every corner of the earth. 
then they would need, as we said before, no service of God through Bechira. And it would not be possible for us to reveal godliness in Tachtainim. Because the whole world would be Ayel Mayed. And if the world is within Ayel Mayed, then obviously you can't do anything but God's word. Therefore the voice stops by the doorway of Ayel Mayed in order to be able to continue the Kedusha through the person himself who's not hearing the voice per se. We serve God through Teda and Aveda. Through sitting and learning Teda and Aveda, which is Tvila. Shkacha Pratis, today I heard a story from a not a Lubavitcher, maybe not yet a Lubavitcher, maybe a closet Lubavitcher. Hear this story from a Nitzel Shah from a survivor of the Holocaust who went through every bitter thought you can come up with and he tells the story that before the war he knew of a Lubavitcher Chassid that would get up every morning every midnight and he would as it's called the Lamentations at midnight that Chassidim do, not all, those who are capable, those who are of that level. And he would do so until the Vasikin, until it was time to put on the Talisman film. He would sit and learn Teda, the Avedas, until it was time to put on film in the morning. He would put on film as soon as it was possible, as early as possible, and he would start to daven. And this fellow attests that he once stood on the other side of the door and listened to this man davening. And you hear every single word. And he says it and pronounces it. And you can hear he's living with his davening. And he would daven like this from Vasikin, from the early morning of Elisa Shachar, until 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Every day. And he hears him wrapping up his tefillin and he's singing a little tune. Tune was Essen Essig Trinken Trinken Schlafen Schlafzach Wasom in Tonas is Davenzach nicht. It's so easy to eat, to drink, to sleep. But what should we do if we really can't daven properly? And this is how this man truly, truly felt. It wasn't something, a show that he was putting on. Obviously, he was a very, very thorough and God-fearing person. And although he davened from Vesik until 4 o'clock in the afternoon, every single word, he felt that he still was not accomplished enough. He had not achieved to the level that he wanted to achieve. This is therefore the Aveda that we need to strive for. We like to cut corners. It's easy. It's easy to cut the corner. It's so much more comfortable when we cut the corner. 
We like to make things that are convenient for us. For our physical realm, our physical life. We need to remember and focus on the mission. Who is our shliach to teach us that? Everyone has a different messenger from God. A different shepherd if they're the sheep. If they don't want to be a sheep, then obviously they're not going to have a shepherd. They can always throw off the yoke of the shepherd. When one has though, and takes that shepherd, and takes that leader, takes that person, that shows them the derech, that shows them the way and the path on which to walk, the path on which to to live, without scrutinizing the person, without scrutinizing the other way around, the shepherd either. As the shepherd gives unconditional love and instruction, the person should accept it that way. And not say, eh, who is this person already? I know this flaw, I know that flaw, I know that problem with him and that problem with him. That gets us nowhere. Gets us nowhere. We need to see to it that we take a Kharav and we take this shepherd, we take this rav, and we follow their directive and their directions. And we don't know. We don't know because sometimes we say to ourselves, even, Am I being led in the right direction? Is there a mistake here? Does the rav make a mistake? Can he make a mistake? Sure he can. Is he doing that now? Hopefully not. Hopefully what he's saying and doing is, is correct. And therefore, by following the instructions we learn how to make the world what the world needs to be, which is a dira a dwelling place for God. Another story which not necessarily, but could always show us a life lesson mm-hmm. of Teir and Tefillah. It's an old story actually. Heard it this week again. Of a Kala that was getting married in Israel. And father did not have was not a man of means at all. And he truly struggled to put together whatever he did whatever he had, whatever he had been able to put together for the wedding. And the Shabbos before the wedding, the Kala found out that the Kala chair, traditional Kala chair, there was none. There was no chair. 
Needless to say, the embarrassment that the Kala would have Chasrashalm suffered not to have a chair, Chasrashalm. The wedding was taking place in a hall, a famous hall in Israel, that has two levels, upstairs and downstairs. They have two separately, totally separate halls. And the this Kala's wedding was downstairs, and upstairs is a, a, a bride of a very, very wealthy family. And it was a very lavish wedding. So the Kala says to her father, But Tata, how, how, how can you do this to me? This is going to be so berating and so belittling and so sad. And so He says, Mama, I did what I could. I can't, I can't. He says, here's a tillum, Mamla. Sit and say tillum. David shall send you a chair. And she sat and said tillum. Benemonis. The wedding was on Chof Sivan. Many people don't make weddings on Chof Sivan. But these people, the poor people, settled whatever they can get, so they took it to Chof Sivan as well. The upstairs, though, waited till after night. So it was Chafal of Sivan for sure. And when the people were delivering the merchandise to the hall, they by accident delivered the chair of the caliph from upstairs to downstairs. As I said, the wedding took place much earlier. When the brother of the caliph from upstairs came to the hall to see what was going on, he saw there was no chair. He called his father frantically. The father called up the party planner. The party planner went crazy, looking, searching, and only to his chagrin did he find that the Kala chair was delivered to the building, but delivered to the wrong hall, and there was already a Kala sitting in the chair. How you tell her to stand up and get off the chair? So, Akadish Baruch Hu listens to Tfilis. Sincere prayer, Akadish Baruch Hu listens to. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us, answers us all the time. At the moment we are in a very dire situation in the world, worldwide. Ongoing for weeks on end. And all that we had seen happen in the last few months. And tomorrow is a milestone again, as we said before, Yud Bey Sivan. Very, very special and holy day. But the last day that we won't be saying Tachnun for Yom Tif. it is tonight it is imperative tonight and tomorrow to find time to daven find time to pray and to say enough there is only one solution to the ish to the problem now and that is Mashiach our Father in Heaven send us for once once and for all Mashiach take us out of this Golos so that we will go to Yom Shekulei Shabbos and never have to say Tachanun again although we'll discuss soon exactly the ramifications of a Tachanun in our Parsha there are many different mitzvahs amongst the mitzvahs it's brought down as we were discussing in the last seven weeks for Shuas 
person does not sin unless a spirit of folly enters to them. As it says in this week's Pasha, Ish, Ish, Kisiste, Ishtoi. It says, Siste. Siste is the lotion of Shtus. person doesn't sin unless they make a mistake unless they do something, a spirit of folly why? out of the 613 mitzvahs in the Teda does the Teda choose the story of Saita the Aveda of the Saita to teach us that one of the Mechet is not going to be every Aveda is the same thing any sin that a person does and severs themselves from God the only way someone could possibly do that is if a spirit of folly enters their head especially this is the simplest Aveda so much more so the hardest of Avedas perhaps you could say the word the, the Pasha of Saita can only happen with an Asia's ish, a married woman. And since we are coming from Shavuos, which Shavuos represents the chasana between Klal Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, being the man, the, the husband, and Klal Yisrael the wife, And we know this is brought down Ezehu, Isha, Kshera, Eserat, the same Baila. Who is a pure woman? A one that does according to what her husband tells her to. So, therefore, when it comes even to the simplest of Aveda, if one changes, deviates from what the husband wants, it's already considered they didn't do what the husband wanted. And so too with Eden, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that every Aveda is... Whoa, whoa, what did I hit? Um, Queens, turn off your mic. Thank you. Every Aveda that a person does separates themselves the wife from the husband and therefore we te- learn it from from the wife in order to stress that the simplest Aveda also causes this very same detrimental same detriment Somebody's got a microphone. No. Somebody make a noise. Taylor tells us though, in this week's Parsha, that when we have the Khatos, when we bring the Karm Khatos, we're talking about saying Tachnun, not saying Tachnun. Visvadu is Khatos Mashirasu. 
and they confess the sin that they committed. Do you hear the static on the Skype? No. So I don't know what it is. Okay. The Rambam writes in Sefer HaMitzvahs, the 73rd Mitzvah is we're commanded to verbally acknowledge the sins that we've committed before God. When we do tshuva for these very sins, we need to confess to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, confess the sin they committed. The Rambam mentions though, tshuva, repentance, as the circumstance under which one can fulfill the mitzvah of a verbal confession, that the Rambam mentions, but he doesn't enumerate tshuva as a mitzvah unto itself. So the absence of tshuva from the Rambam's list brings about the question from other commentaries. Oh man. Queens, 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 you're killing us. Hello, Queens. I don't know how to how to delete them off the thing. It's not the uh, Skype. It's not Zoom. Oh, he put his, he muted his mic. I don't know what that is. Yeah. So the Ram does not list since the Ram does not list tshuva as an actual mitzvah. Although Achreinim ask if one does fulfill a mitzvah by doing tshuva, and does he neglect the mitzvah if he doesn't do tshuva? And if it's a mitzvah to do tshuva, why does the Rambam put not listed off in his six hundred and thirteen mitzvahs? So one explanation is that although tshuva is taka mitzvah. It's a general recommitment to all other gods of God's commandments. And since it doesn't entail any unique activity, tshuva per se, that's included in other mitzvahs, Sadamam doesn't list it amongst the six hundred and thirteen mitzvahs. First does tshuva for something they did wrong, it doesn't affect necessarily the actual wrongdoing, it does, it, it wipes it away but it doesn't have anything to do in connection per se so now we understand the inner meaning of tshuva and the relationship of tshuva with other mitzvahs Chacham say Ramach mitzvah sasei Shasa mitzvah say the 248 commandments positive commandments and the 365 Prohibitions or negative commandments correspond to the 248 limbs and the 365 sinews of the woman of the human body. If you keep your score at home, it's Gemara Makis 23, side 2. But Chsidus explains 
The soul comprises 613 spiritual limbs, or what they call faculties. Each one of these can respond to another mitzvah. The Rebbe talks about it in Tanya Berik Dalit. Any lacking in the fulfillment of one of the Teda and mitzvahs causes a deficiency in the corresponding limb in the person's neshama. So through tshuva, however, one repairs this deficient limb. Why? Because tshuva, which is motivated and characterized by the profound desire to reconnect with God, this is drawn from where? From the very essence of the neshama. the source from where each one of these 613 individual limbs come from. Therefore, Tshuva breathes in a new life into all the limbs of the soul, restoring them to their proper health. And accordingly, it can be suggested that only mitzvahs corresponding to a specific limb in the soul are enumerated in the 613. But not Tshuva which stems from the essence of the soul and enlivens all of them. Therefore it would be different and not considered a mitzvah per se. In the beginning of the Parsha, we talk about the different people, the different parts of the tribes that did different Avedas, different ways of serving in the temple. The What did the Benegershin do? They carried the Yiriyas, the curtains of the Mishkan. There were the Benegershin and there were the Benegkahos. Everyone had their own job, their own tafkit. Benegershin, as we said, carried the Yiriyas, the Bnei Kahas carried the Kalim, the vessels, the Oren, the Shulchan, etc. What's the difference between carrying the Yiriyas and the Kalim? Carrying the Yiriyas, what was Yiriyas, the curtains around? These are something that's makif, it goes, it circumvents. It circumvents and it protects whatever it's surrounding. So it protects it from winds, from elements, from something that could damage it. When it comes to the kalim, the vessels themselves, on the other hand, each vessel had its own mission, its own job, its own thing that it did in the Mishkan. And the Avaita that was done through this vessel Similarly, we find the Vedas Adam. The Yiriyas, the curtains that protect us from things that hurt us. This represents the Aveda of Sur Mirah, turning away from bad. For one is protected from Dvaram Asurim, one is protected, one has barriers 
that stand up and keeps out anything that's going to hurt them. The Kalim, the vessels like the Meneda and the Mizbeach, the Mishkin and, and the Shulchan, these things were done, they were used for actual doing things, which is not say toiv. The kiyam of mitzvah, samayis, and tevim, etc. B'nei Geshen carried the Yeriyas, B'nei Kahaz carried the Mishkan, the clear Mishkan. Gershin comes from a Lushan of Gerushin. The word, the name Gershin comes from the word Gerushin, which is to divorce, to totally drive away. Sur Drive away the evil. Keep it away to begin with. Kahos. Sloshin Vuluyikasamim. Together. And therefore, bringing together. All the good represents the Vyasei Taif. As we find by a, a king, a Melech Boss of Adam, a king of flesh and blood. When they want to fit, they want to make a palace for the king. First, they need to clean out the whole area. If they're taking an existing edifice, they need to clean out the whole edifice and make sure everything is renewed. If they're taking from ground up, then the ground, the whole area where they're going to build is to be cleaned up. And then you start to set up all the royal vessels, etc. This is how a person serves God in this world. In this physical world. And to make and therefore prepare a dwelling for the Shekinah. We need to lift Naisa clean up the world. From all the Lichluk and the Tin of all the dirt. This is through Sur driving away the evil. And then to set up the beautiful palace with the Avaida doing good. So B'nai Gershon was born before Kahas because in order to set up the Kalim Naim it's only through cleaning up first. Therefore first they needed to have the Sur and then the Asay Toiv. Pasuk tells us they served Miben Shleishim Shana Vamaila Tivkedesim 30 years and up is when they started to be counted. What does that teach us? What do we learn from that in our daily life? Sometimes a person does a cheshbon tzedek in his nefesh. They do a, a, a recount, a calculation of what they did. And they come to a maskana, to a summation, the way they acted until now was God forbid like a desert and they become depressed from that done nothing, where am I? I've become nothing and they think to themselves how can I possibly change this from all this it's already, I'm so used to this and forget it, I can't change this is me
This is what the Pasuk is teaching us. This is what the Pasuk is teaching us. B'nai Levi did not serve the Avedis HaMishkan until they were Shleishim Shana Maila, until they were 30 years up. Up and upwards. And this is giving them only the strength from there onwards to turn over the people, the, the services that were taking place in the Mishkan. Because through doing and completing what needed to be done in the Mishkan, they brought about the revelation of godliness in the world. So in the place of the great desert, in place of this horrific desert with snakes and scorpions, and place of thirst where there's no water, and the cloud therefore came along and destroyed all of this and turn the desert into a place that one could settle. This is the obligation of each and every one of us, because not Shevet Levi alone, but each and every Jew, that Nidvar Ruchay, that his spirit sees to push him forward for this, and to separate themselves and to stand to serve God, his portion, his inheritance, just as the Kahanim and the Leviim was Zeicha, so too will be for him. So not looking at your present status, as your present circumstance, as have you reached and achieved until now, if you decide at this point you take yourself in hand, and decide from henceforth to forge ahead. And to stand before God and to serve Him. Then you are given the strength to purify yourself from all these elements that are not the unpleasant elements <coughs> to eradicate the desert from within yourself and to continue to the revelation, the godly revelation within yourself. So too, when we stand on the day of the yard site, it is the obligation of the family, of the children, to see to it to perpetuate the name of the nifter, to see to it to make sure that the nifter can turn around, can say the as they each year, they ask, on the yard site, no, Yitzchak by Mardechai. What have you accomplished that your children are now doing? Your grandchildren are now doing, following in the right in the way that they're supposed to. And therefore, we say the Chayim that the Neshama should have an Aliyah, and that it should be a good to better for the family, and that we should be able to see the Akits of Iran and Sheikh Neofar, the prophecy fulfilled, and that we can go together with. Him and everyone else of old Klal Yisrael to Yerushalayim and Akedish this Shabbos, this Shabbos, Shabbos Shabbos Aliyah, they should have a lot of nachos from everyone in your family.